Hello, 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 and welcome to Reality Football. I am one of your hosts, Keith Porter, a.k.a. Porterhouse. I'm uh, Michael Skinner, Skinbone. Brian Fisher, or Fish. And we are Reality Football. We are three friends uh, since high school. That was many, many moons ago, who uh, have been hanging out for the last 20 years since high school and decided, hey, we are tired of political correctness. We are tired of uh, uh, fantasy football, if you will. Uh, we are tired of the NFL or ESPN shows being about the same two or three teams and decided to do our own football show. And for those who just want it, as they say back in the 90s, keep it real, man. Yeah, I threw up the uh, quotation marks. <laughs> and uh, we are glad to be here together again. Uh, there are actually four of us. So we will be remiss if we did not uh, say what's up to our colleague who was on sabbatical, John Coach Cooper. What's going on, Fish? Hey, how's it going, man? Happy New Year to all. Hope you guys had a great New Year. Yeah, I, I saw Cooper today. I was telling you off camera. So he's doing fine. You know, he's still uh, focusing on the family uh, obligations right now. But we we're able to get together for the Cowboys game, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later. <clears throat> Sharing in that heartburn. But uh yeah, so uh, our show, uh, we can be found, you might be listening to us right now on uh, WMVU.org, uh, internet radio, Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern each week. Uh, you might be hearing us on uh, any major podcast platform, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Outcast, and others. Uh, if you are listening to us on a podcast, we appreciate that. And then give us a, a subscribe if you like our stuff. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, giving us a rating and review helps others uh, find the show. You can see videos of us on our Facebook page at Reality Football One. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at our hashtag Reality Football One or our YouTube channel, also Reality Football. Uh, we are also out there on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for us, uh, Reality Football, and TikTok. We put some things on occasion out there as well, at Reality Football. But again, main platforms are Facebook, YouTube, and podcasts. So your support is definitely appreciated out there. Absolutely. I also heard we're on that new app, What Not to Watch, in 2021. But, you know, that's another story, too. <laughs> Skinner, what's going on, buddy? Hey, fellas. Happy New Year to you all. Uh, 2021, we couldn't Happy get New to Year. It. Couldn't get to it fast enough with uh, everything that happened on 2020. But I, I got to—I I would be remiss not to say that while most people want to forget 2020, I'm the complete opposite. It has so much blessings for me. I am uh, not totally to, with you. Not to brag, but there's so many blessings that happened to me over in the year 2020 that I can't chalk it up as a bad year. Now I know there's millions of people out there across the U U.S. and the in the world totally different scenarios would would be completely disagree with me but uh let, let, you know. let me chime in here for a minute I'm yeah scared. go ahead please i'm so glad to hear you say that um i see on facebook every year oh i can't wait to get out of this year uh screw this year screw 2018 screw 2019 blah 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 let me tell you something every year is full of its hardships mm -hmm. every year is full of its deaths every year is full of its layoffs Yep. Every year is full of its celebrity deaths. It doesn't matter. If you start putting your, your, your eggs in the basket of need your change and so your fortune, you're going to be very disappointed. First of all, the uh, definition of uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and again and hoping for different results. Correct. So if you need some changes in your life, do something different. You make the changes. Don't wait for the year to change. I think it's going to do it for you. Uh, part of the things that you cannot control it's all about your perspective, okay? Uh, yeah, we have some things that happened bad in 2020. Worse could happen in 2021. So I thank God for 2020. I was blessed to make it through and blessed to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, I thank the Lord when we woke up at uh, 1-1-21 saying, I'm alive, I'm breathing, and let's let's go. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's move on. So, um Glad to see you guys, fellas. Missed, missed you last week. We took a sabbatical for a family in town. We went down to West Virginia, went through the Ogilvy Park with the lights and all that. And that was a really nice time, dinner with the family. And uh, But I missed you guys. I'm glad we're back. And uh, 
let's just go right on into it if you want. Um, sure. Well, I just need to. You want to hold off on the scores for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, and please. Let's, go. let's talk about the big news today, man. You said, yeah, you let were me, talking let off. Me, let me say it. You because, were talking off camera. There yeah. were three big things you wanted to discuss, and I cannot say I would be lying if I said I wasn't excited about your first one. I feel like, you know, it was a Christmas present to all of you brownies, my friends. Congratulations to all my Cleveland Browns friends. You made the playoffs today. Uh, it's been a year like no other, obviously. And uh, Cleveland making the playoffs really makes you think, boy, hell did freeze over, but we know that didn't happen. But anyway, that is just really, really great. A um, little bit more parity in the, in the uh, playoffs this year. Teams like Cleveland making it. Um, the AFC North is just spanking. And I'm really excited about that. So I just want to say congratulations to them about that. Now, where they go from here, uh, they got to play better than what they've been playing. But I thought it was just really, really interesting how they kind of squeaked by today. Mm -hmm. They really did. Uh, when I called you earlier, Fish, first comment you made to me was, boy, they tried every way to give this one away. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't get to watch the game, obviously. Uh, for, for church reasons, but I was surprised when I turned it on in the fourth quarter and saw how close the score was. And if it hadn't been for a uh, a non-conversion on a, a two two-point conversion call, man, we might have a different outcome right now. Well, at least they uh, you know they had a chance to get in the playoffs by beating a you know depleted Pittsburgh team, and they did do it. So they you know, did we do said. It. We had said before that, you know, if you if they lost that game, uh, you know, with Pittsburgh playing a lot of their reserves, then they certainly did not deserve to get into the playoffs. So right. I'm glad that they won and got in versus losing and had to rely on other teams' help to get in. Um, you know, Mayfield made some plays when he had to. Chubb had some nice runs. So. You know, do they have a shot? I think they, I think they'll wind up playing maybe Buffalo. Is that correct? We'll talk about the playoffs later. I'm but, not sure. Yeah, but, but uh, like you say, any playoff game, they'll they'll certainly have to play better. But kudos to Cleveland though for really turning things around there. You know, we've talked about Stefanski. Oh my and gosh, what he's brought to the team before. I mean, that's a huge improvement, obviously, and it gives Cleveland. You know, whatever happens in the playoffs, at least it gives you hope that they're you know, building something there. I'm sure they'll sign Mayfield to an extension. Mm. Uh, and just, and again, I, nothing, you didn't hear it. We talked about this several times through the season. You didn't hear anything coming out of Cleveland that was the crazy, ridiculous garbage no, that we heard not. the last couple of seasons under a couple, in a different leadership. So, you know. So uh, we're going to take the two ahead. positive, the two positive points from this. And Fish, we talked about this. We're not going to look at it negatively and say, oh, well, they beat it, depleted. Because, no, you did what you had to do mm -hmm. to win. Yep. Okay? Yep. It was a rivalry game, division game. You did what you're supposed to do. And two, um, 11 wins. Think about yep. that for a minute. Yep. I, I don't know the exact total, but that's more wins than they've had. I don't know how many seasons. But that's extraordinary, Skinner. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to pull up to see what the how many seasons it took them to get to 11 wins over the last probably I want to say 5. Um but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They they did try to give the game away. Um but at the same time they did what they had to do uh to get into the playoffs, which they haven't done in 17 years. Is that it? That's almost impossible, isn't it? It's crazy. I tell you what. Um, well, think about that. It's like it's like over a generation of fans growing up in this area. Over have have know nothing of the Cleveland Browns other than their losers. You know, the last playoff win was what you know under Bernie Kosar. In, in, yeah, uh, no, I think that, I think that back, eighty-nine. I take that back. It was not Kosar, but it was under Bill Belichick coaching, right? But many years, Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, uh, awful. Utterly amazing. Now, you mentioned that they may end up playing uh, the Buffalo Bills, who right now, they are just a machine. Mm -hmm. uh, man, 
what did they drop? 49 today or something crazy? It was like 56. 56. It was 56-26, Buffalo over Miami. We'll get to that. Mm. Uh, To finish up the Browns and you get on to your next statement, they won six games in 19, seven in 18, and then they went zero, one, three wins in 2015. In 2014, they were trying to make a comeback, but it went seven and nine. Okay. But the last time they had double-digit wins was in 2007, and the last time they made the playoffs was in 2000 and, uh, 2002 when they went 9-7. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, congratulations, so, Cleveland. Uh, crazy. Congratulations crazy. to all, all of our uh, viewers who are Cleveland Browns fans. Mm-hmm. All right, now, obviously, some teams didn't do what they were supposed to do today. So sorry, Fish. <laughs> well, I'm Dallas, guessing you're- I guess you're talking about Dallas Cowboys, right? The, the stinking Cowboys, who was my original pick in our our production meeting, uh, beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I remember like a lifetime ago, right? Uh, to go to the Super Bowl, uh, made it official today. They will not be making the playoffs, and man, they really gave this one away. Uh, Fish, you, you are really upset about some of the stuff you saw in that game today. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't get some of the. Now Zeke must. He, he, I think he got hurt. I mean, he I mean he had some tough running there. He made some nice runs. So he definitely helped keep them in the game, getting some first downs when he had to score a touchdown. So he had some tough running today uh, with Tolbert. But some of the coaching moves, I just don't get it. Again, I, the the first one uh, was where things started to fall apart today for me was you know, Dallas is down by five points after a touchdown and they choose to kick an extra point to go down by four points versus potentially three. There is absolutely no difference at all. If you're down four or five, obviously you still have to have a touchdown or two field goals, no matter how you slice it. Yet, if you convert the two points, then maybe you're down by three. That That carried on to the end of the game where, well, first of all, you know, I mean, credit New York. New York, I they sacked, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, the quarterback for Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Dalton. It's so forgettable. So memorable. Yeah. yeah. They sacked Dalton, I don't know how many times today on third down. I mean, so credit New York. They got to him when they had to and, and pushed them back. But, uh Man. Anyway, so you get down to the end of the game, and they 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 yeah they're they he forces in that throw on third and goal. It doesn't make any sense. It's first of all, it's two down. It's two down territory. You have to score a touchdown, but you don't have to score a touchdown necessarily if you'd have went for two and got it. I don't get it. And then what led up to them falling behind prior to that was New York had a questionable huge pass reception with a guy seem to catch it off the ground and you don't even challenge it. You don't even attempt to challenge it. You have to challenge that call to give your team a chance. So the, the idiot call, not going for two, the baffling, not challenging that call. Those two led to Dalton having to try to force it in at the end of the game. I don't get it. So you know what? What? They don't deserve to get in. They don't deserve it. So let's just move on. Yeah, uh, uh, Jerry Jones made it. Well, he made an announcement a couple weeks ago, uh, without even letting the season play out, mm-hmm. that uh, the coach would be back. How do yep. you feel about that? I mean, it's tough to it's, it's tough to jettison a new guy coming in when your starting quarterback has a devastating injury and you have a lot of in- injuries throughout the defense and all of that. So. I mean, that, that, that would be a tough one. I mean, again, today I don't get some of the calls. I am glad at least see they're trying to give the guy a shot with, you know, when you get your players back in. Hopefully Dak comes back next season. Yeah. I don't know if he, he'll, he'll even be ready yet. I'm you, not you, sure. You're right. It's not but, it's not fair. Um, but I got to tell you, just on the outside looking, looking in, he does not seem like a Dallas Cowboy coach. I was going to jump in with that. I understand what you're saying. And yeah, you, the guy, normally you give a guy two years and you have to give him a pass because mm-hmm. of Dak's injuries, the injuries that they've had throughout here. But if you look at the entire package and you look at all the, all the decision-making that him and his staff has made this year, 
Mm. You've got a question. Are they the right ones, even with all the injuries and not having your quarterback there? Yeah. Take that aside. Look at all the stuff that happened throughout the year on the back right. prisons. And you can go as early as today's games. There was a couple calls that made you scratch your head as a football fan, not necessarily even just a Dallas fan that go. And the, the two point conversion was the, was the big one there fish. Why do you not go for two when you you're down five points? If you miss it, you got to get a touchdown. But if you make it, you're a field goal away. So, yeah, I yeah. don't understand he, that he, at all. He, he, he doesn't seem like he's just, uh, he fits the type of players and the type of uh, scheme that they're trying to run. I mean, listen, I know you want to give a guy a chance, but when you take a girl out on a first date and she orders grits and give a coupon, you know she ain't the one for you. So I don't know. We'll 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 see about that. So the other thing, big news that we were watching was to see if the Miami Dolphins made it into the playoffs today. And it is almost official. They will not. Uh, Fish, I mean, Skinner, is this season, without the playoffs, is this uh, season a success for Miami or surprised that they did get as far as they got? Um, based on what happened at the beginning of the season, uh, yeah, you have to say it's a success. Okay. You know, putting, putting, uh, um, um, Mr. Beard, um, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fitzmagic. I, his name this is, is right on the tip of my tongue. You had Fitzpatrick in there. They were playing well. And then all of a sudden they put Tua in and said, he's our guy. And then Tua has a bad game and they sit him and put Fitzpatrick back in. So you, we, we even questioned it on our show. What are they doing in Miami? But I think you take that aside. They made great strides this year. They're not ready for playoffs. Uh, and you really saw that today with the way they handled Buffalo, or I should say not handle Buffalo. Well, I, um, but I, <laughs> I think not, they're not ready. Too many, not too many teams are handling Buffalo right now. Right, Just want right. throw that in there, though. You, yeah, you can't throw that against them. But I think that really showcased them as to – they're knocking on the door. They're just not in there yet. But I think next year will be a good sign. Let's see what. Let's see the half half of the season next year. The first after eight games. Let's talk about them again and see where, see how much they've progressed as they okay. have this year. Does that good, make sense? Good idea or bad idea? Letting two a play. Well, I mean, they 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 won a lot of the most of the games with him in there. Of course, now they they brought Fitzpatrick back in there to pull it out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, in retrospect, they it didn't seem to hurt them, right? That much, and they did, you know? they know what they have now, right? They did find out what they have early on. Uh, some you know people prescribe to the notion let the guy sit, let him watch. Um, some people say hey, let him play, see what you got. They, if they would have let him sit, it would have been cool if you were a losing football squad because then you'd have an option to get another high pick um but they did let him play and they did get this close to making the playoffs so i would have to agree with you both that it was a successful season because i think when they decided to let to a play uh they weren't necessarily looking at it being a winning season and yet it still was so um, yeah, another team that seems like they've brought the right coach again there too with with flores yeah so it seems like, you know, again, they seem like they have something to build upon uh, down there in the future. So, you know, okay. optimism in Miami for sure. All right. Now, guys, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Uh, I don't think we've ever really done this on the show, maybe once before, but we have to. This is an NFL show, but you know what? It feels so good to smack somebody in the mouth that's got it coming. And them Cleveland Tigers got smacked in the mouth <laughs> the other night by the Ohio State. Buckeyes, baby. How about the Buckeyes, man? <laughs> I tell you what, uh, you guys, you all know that I'm one of the biggest Buckeye fans oh, yeah. in oh, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, that win was so great. Chills up and down the spine. Uh, can't wait for the national championship next Monday, a week from tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, there was some true. Some it felt true good spirit. for so many reasons. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we have a lot of. Uh, a bad taste in our mouth from last year. Right. Um, I think we got hosed on uh, a couple of calls. Uh, the, uh, in, the, the the guy that got the uh, dejected 
Mm-hmm. Funny how that turned around and played back this year. Oh, Sean Wade, yeah. yeah. Sean Wade got ejected for... Right, yeah. so, and then, of course, Dabo Sweeney running his mouth this it's year. The 11th best team yeah. in the country. Well, that helped. And uh, there were some other people, too, who were ticking me off, uh, particularly, uh, what's his name, the former coach of the Jets, Ryan, Rex Ryan. Uh, he's such a hater. And he's been running his mouth for weeks now about um, you know, how the Jets blew it, not getting this, uh, Trevor Lawrence because who's nobody's even close. Who's going to be, who you're going to pick, uh, this guy from Ohio state, forget about it. He's not even close. And, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. I was so glad to see Trevor Lawrence get outplayed the other night by Justin Fields, not just on the field, but the heart that he showed that hit, that was bone crushing. Every time they replayed that, I felt that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for him to barely make it off the field, to come back in and play later and throw a, a strike, a la Lamar Jackson a few weeks ago versus Cleveland, man, I think his draft stock just went up uh, a whole lot higher if he can get any higher right now. So just have to take a moment to say, hey, hey, for Ohio State Buckeye. It was a great game, wasn't it, Fish? Yeah, it was really surprisingly dominating. I mean, if, if you guys are listening to us on podcasts out there, we're we're we were out of Akron, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, so we're definitely big Buckeye fans yes. around here. So, yeah, very dominating performance. I mean, and then Fields, you know, getting hit in the ribs and coming back in there and standing in there and you know making some big play. I mean, he was like, I think he only had like three misses. Uh, the yeah. whole six, he yeah, tied a school tied a school record, six touchdown passes. I mean, it was really down. I mean, it would be nice to see a quarterback from Ohio State have some success in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know that that's literally ever happened, at least the night that I could think of. So it'd be nice to see uh, that happen. Right. I think there's three reasons I think well, we dominated. Uh, number one, and I said it a week ago, obviously with the emergence of Trey Sermon, if he had a game like even close to what he had against Northwestern, that would be a new wrinkle in our offense because we have not had a dominating running game all year. Mm-hmm. Second reason was, and this came out of nowhere, we started involving the tight ends. And oh, I was yeah, like, man. man, so that gave a whole new wrinkle to our offense because you have these incredible wide receivers, Olave, you know, these guys are amazing. Now you got to count for the running game, and now you got they're working the tight ends. You mm-hmm. know, those guys are doing the 10, 15 yard intermediate stuff. I, I thought that just made us what a, a high powered offense for the first time and actually on Alabama's level. So, uh, and, of course, the third thing was the defense. Man, good for you guys. Way to show up. Couldn't show up at a better game than to – it held ETN up to 32 yards rushing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that guy was know, scary. And their, their best wide receiver only had 54 yards for the game. But, you know, Powell had a good game. He had over 130. But, uh, yeah, I know the defense was stout. They played their best game of the year. You know, it was uh, rolling all. It was just a fantastic game for many, many reasons. Many, many reasons. Um, so good. You know, so, they were zero and four against Clemson in the history. Yeah. For uh, you know, in the history, they've only played five times, and that's very hard to understand. Uh-huh. Five times in their history, and they've lost four of those five, or they had lost the previous four. So. Well, not anymore. Uh, so Northeast Ohio is buzzing right now. Uh, the Buckeyes are in the national championship. The Browns are in the playoffs. Uh, good for you guys. And with that, that was our intro. We're going to take a little break. And Skinner, you're going to come down and, and leave us in the scores? Absolutely. Yep. On the, uh, We'll take a break here, fellas, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, folks, welcome back to Reality Football. Uh, at the break, we were talking about uh, the three key Three key takeaways from this week. We're going to go on to some scores now. The first one I got, and we we touched about it briefly, Buffalo over Miami, 56-26. Fish? Wow. Yeah, uh, uh, well, I mean, Buffalo right now is playing uh, probably what the best of all the NFL right now, right? I mean, but, uh, uh, so. The, the Bills are, I tell you, they are the most powerful scoring machine these last few games. Uh, you watch them, they score more often than the Kardashians at an NBA dunk contest. I'm telling mm. you what, this is a team to watch. 
You know, I think they watched our show a couple weeks ago when I told them they're the most boring non flashy yeah, they team heard in the you. NFL, right? They heard mm. you. <laughs> uh, next one, Price. We all knew this was coming. Baltimore over Cincy, 38 to 3. Not much to talk about there other than Lamar Jackson is telling everybody he's back. I think the whole team is. I hope that, that team is, is playing with a chip on those shoulders. They're. They had a little lull in the middle of the season. Obviously, some COVID stuff didn't help. Um, so I think they're they're playing with a chip on their shoulders too. That was yeah, my five. question. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Fish. No, obviously, five in a row for Baltimore, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, obviously, going into the playoffs, you want to be playing on upswing. So yeah, they had to beat Cincinnati and definitely took care of business there too. So and, and all convincing beatdowns. Yeah, that was my question to you, being an AFC guy. Porter is um are they the team to beat right now? I know their record doesn't say so, but based on the last six games, are they the team to beat in the playoffs? Who? Baltimore. Oh, you know what? Are they the scary team, I should say? There's a couple scary teams in the AFC right now. Um, obviously Baltimore is one of them. When you can run for 400 yards, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was looking at a team like Cleveland, who I said a week ago, if they get in the playoffs, look out because of that running game. Well, as awesome as Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt are, there's nothing compared to what Baltimore has been doing. 400 yards a day. Of course, our boy J.K. Dobbins is there uh, running his butt off. So Ohio State running backs getting it off this, this year. And uh, also the Buffalo Bills are dangerous because they are putting up points in so many different ways. Special teams. Uh, the passing game, the running game. So uh, Baltimore's one of them, but they're not the only one. I think uh, you have to look at Buffalo, of course, Kansas City. The, the, the going thing is Kansas City's been bored. If that's the case, and we see the Kansas City that we know play like they can play in the playoffs, so here's another high-scoring machine to stop. So that's three right there. Then you got uh, – your team that can control the clock, like Buffalo, I mean, like the Browns, and so on like that. Interesting. It's going to be an interesting weekend next weekend, let's say. To yeah, say you did open up with Cleveland over Pittsburgh 24-22. Um, they tried to give the game away they, to a, a depleted, as we say, depleted Pittsburgh team. But you have to look at the positives. They came out with the win. And, sure. Um, they are in the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. So um, I'm not sure if you guys have anything else on that game or not. We can move on. I, I just want to say one quick thing. We talked about uh, the Browns playing Buffalo next week in the playoffs. As it stands right now, the Browns will be playing Pittsburgh in the wild card round. So Correct. I just want to make sure we fix that up. Uh, next game I got is the Minnesota over Detroit. That actually was a pretty high-scoring game, 37-35. And uh, Minnesota, what? Minnesota beat Detroit. So okay, a, yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a non-playoff teams playing against each other. But is that a positive for Minnesota going into next year? You know, we talked about them a lot this year because of the COVID. Uh, there was eight what eight starters opted out for uh, COVID reasons, and then they had Dalvin Cook missing part of the season. So is this a positive for them going into the off season? I mean, you don't want to end the season losing to Detroit, certainly. So <laughs> I think getting a win when they were favored and I don't know, I think it's a little something to build upon. So they have that. And if they, if they all come back next season healthy, then I think Minnesota puts themselves back in a uh, playoff contention. So definitely something to you know build on. We'll see. And Detroit, you know, we talked about them before too. I mean, is it time to, you know, try something different. I heard they're gonna they're trying to pull the uh, the GM from Seattle over there. I heard again these are rumors um, to try to do something different there. You know, do they trade? You know, start trading their assets and all that. Who knows? But you know, whatever they're doing in Detroit just doesn't seem to be working. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. Very good, guys. Next one we have got is another sleepers: New England over the Jets, twenty-eight fourteen. Well, New England uh, didn't get the 500 this year, uh, shockingly. Uh, <laughs> didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. Um, 
this is probably going to be the most, and I hate to say it because I'm so sick of hearing about New England, but it's going to be the most interesting offseason uh, story to watch. Mm-hmm. What does Belichick do uh, to rebuild that team? Now, I predicted that he's going to go to Jacksonville, uh, but if he stays in New England, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does to get that team back on track. Um, of course, the who who was uh, more important Brady versus Belichick debate is going to even be more strengthened now. Can he rebuild without Brady? A lot of people think he can because of some of the success success they had with Matt Castle and mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, right now, he definitely needs to find a quarterback. Yeah, that was going to be my question: Is can he rebuild, and is Cam Newton the is he a quarterback of that team next oh, year? Oh no, he's gone. No, he's gone. No, that no, experiment no. we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I think that experiment ended about game number eight. Yeah, he, he's yeah. he's buying a super flight suit somewhere else. Yeah. He contacted us to be a, a fashion consultant for reality football. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Porter could take a few tips, couldn't he? Yeah. Uh, hey, I was going to say I'd like to see you from the match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did touch on this next one: Giants over Dallas, twenty-three nineteen. Giants still have a chance to be the division champions, based on the outcome tonight with the Washington versus Philly game. Terrible. Terrible. Well, we we didn't talk about the big story in that uh, whole scenario, and that's of course Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Eliminated yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even put that into consideration. Yeah, so, <laughs> holy so cow! You know he's sitting back having a COVID right now, laughing his butt off. So, oh yeah, um, I'm sure he liked that. Pretty, yeah, kind of ironic. I hope that and we talked about it. You know, is does Jones give McCarthy a chance or not? I don't know. I, 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 all I hope is that he doesn't keep him in there for many, many seasons as he did Garrett with the team suffering and mediocrity. So yeah, I don't maybe, what maybe one more he's season done. tops and then we see, and if they don't have any change next year, it's time to make a move. But yeah, it's, you know, move on. I, I, it felt I, like a desperation I, yeah. hire, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I really thought we were going to see some of these new uh, young coordinator types or, you know, one of these coaches uh, like Lincoln Riley or somebody come in there. Which I think that's what you need today's game. Um, I was really shocked that he made this, this quote unquote old school move. But uh, even though he said he's going to be there, swallow your words, man. Let him go. Cut your losses right now. That's yep. just my opinion. Give him eight games. Truth and, 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 and as far as the Giants are concerned, man, tip my hat to the Giants coaching staff who have done wonders with that football team, but losing Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. You had Shepard gone forever. Uh, you've lost so many people, and you have yet, you know, kept the ship moving forward. So uh, Daniel Jones was out for several games. Uh, mm-hmm. Good job, New York Giants, man. Yeah, they're definitely I, going the right direction. The defense looked looked good. The defense looked – they played with a lot of energy today. And Again, we just mentioned earlier, I mean, they got some key pressures and sacks when they had to. Um, yeah, I mean, ne- next year, I mean, it'll – you know, I mean, unless all things considered, I would predict New York to have more wins than Dallas. You know, yeah. so, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, with Giants, their Dallas, their defense hasn't been what we talked about this year. It's always been about their offense and the lack right. of. Um, are they a playoff winning defense? No, I think there's still some holes they need to fill, but they are mm-hmm. in the, going the right direction. And I could see them maybe, maybe going for a wild card next year, or if not the division, if they get healthy, they get Saquon well, Barkley back. Yeah, maybe they get, the they get eight East. wins. Yeah, eight I'm wins gonna, to win the division. I totally agree. I was going to say eight wins. <laughs> when you talk about going for playoffs and and winning the division, you're talking about, you know, doesn't mean we're winning a lot of games necessarily in the NFC East. But I just well, winning eight games next year. Is that the goal? Eight games or making the playoffs? Or in the you... NFC East, that's the same thing. Mm. <laughs> that's uh, kind of what I was going at. <laughs> terrible, uh, Mr. Tom Brady. He broke another record today, 44-27 over Atlanta. And actually, that game was close up until about seven, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Just, Atlanta was only down 10 at the time. Just stop doubting the old man. Just stop doubting him. When he hangs it up, he'll hang it up. Until the end, just stop doubting him. 
Your boy AB caught a touchdown pass there. Um, yeah, uh, that's another machine that seems to be heating up at the right moment. They are going to be something to to, to contend with. Might yeah, I give them credit. They, they were talking. They weren't. Uh, you know, people thought that maybe they, you know, Dalton Brady, like you said uh, earlier in the season. So I think he's definitely shutting up a lot of uh, doubters over the last uh, couple of weeks here. So I think it's like. Uh, I think Tampa Bay had the second longest playoff drop behind Cleveland, 11 or yeah. 12 years, something like that. So, you know, they brought him in to make the playoffs, and he did. So, you know, and great, and great job for them. Their, their defense is playing outstanding, too. Yeah, right. right. Well, some of the uh, evening games that finished, Green Bay took care of Chicago, so they are the one seed in the playoffs in the NFC. Mm. Um, They're going to Super Bowl. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Green Bay was my pick in the NFC yeah. at the very beginning of the year, and I haven't wavered from that. They are just – I think they're the most complete team oh in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, oh, my goodness, you can't write this stuff. No. <laughs> the team yeah, most talented arms at all the football. Like I said, I was watching the game with uh, – Coach Coop, who uh, you know couldn't make the show, just you know he had to go uh, work on some other things tonight. But we watched part of the Chicago Green Bay game, and he he also commented that you know one thing you don't see Aaron Rodgers this season he's not he's not running around yelling at people and yelling at the coach and stressed out. I mean, so that that coaching change they made a couple of years was a couple of seasons now. I mean, they uh-huh. really are in sync, and he seems like he's just out there having fun, you know. Yeah, he's so fun. yeah, one so from the game. Uh, it was right there in the first series in the second half, third quarter. He threw a bomb down the middle, and um, I forget which receiver it was. was wide open. Yeah, right in stride, hit, yeah. Hit him in stride, hit him in the numbers, and he dropped the ball, and it was his first incomplete pass of the game. Mm. And you could see Rodgers looking down the field. He shook his head and went right back into the huddle. So I think he has a different demeanor this year, like you just said, based on what he had last year over the last couple seasons, truthfully. Um, so, yeah, great congratulations to Green Bay. And, um, yeah, they'll get a week off to get healthy, and they're the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, Indianapolis took care of business. They took care of Jacksonville 28-14. That game was actually pretty close, too, up until the very end. Um, going to see a lot of shakeups in Jacksonville in the offseason, that's for sure. New, have yeah. a new coach, right? I've heard rumors of – Urban Meyer, perhaps. Yeah, I heard that yesterday, possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's same rumor that he was going to take over the Texas uh, University program too. So, yeah, I I don't don't know. Certainly a new quarterback. Be a new quarterback in town next season. That's for sure. So, so I'm going to ask this question again, Porter: Is Indianapolis the good team, or they they're still the roller coaster team? Oh boy, (laughs) there's long as they got uh, (laughs) Philip Rivers as a roller coaster team. Um, there's nothing about them that is consistent. Their defense can play great one week, give up 30 the next. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, we all know his history, even in the postseason, uh, are giving it over to the other team. So um, I felt really good about them maybe in the upper second half of the season. And right now they're just a very inconsistent football team. I don't see them getting out of the first round of playoffs. You know, how many times do we write them off this year, Fish? Yeah, it was several. I mean, you know, again, Rivers did seem to step up and win a couple of games and they had to. So, but I don't know. Like, I tend to agree with Keith. Just so much inconsistency. You don't know what team's going to show up or what Rivers is going to show up. So, uh, it'd be a surprise to me if they won in the playoffs. Gotcha. And this one was a shocking, but I, they probably sat everybody. The Chargers took care of business against Kansas City. In Kansas City, but I don't know that any starter started the game this year. Yeah, did no, they? Yeah, they no, get rested on those. about that game, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of guys rested today. Yeah. I think we know what we're going to get out of Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Baltimore. Uh, who am I missing? Um, I know we're, we know we're going to get out of that. We're, we're curious to see what type of Steeler team shows up for the playoffs. Uh, what will Cleveland do? What will uh, New Orleans do? I was just walking off the AFC, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Tennessee, don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can run the rock as well. The, I think the most 
well, the whole playoffs are going to be unbelievably exciting because even in the wild card round and the next round, we're going to see uh, some exciting football, how these teams all respond to adversity. And then, of course, by the time we get to the divisional rounds and the AFC Championship, I mean, who's going to be left? Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, Baltimore. You can't go wrong. It's going to be really, really great. And you can always look for some upsets too, man. Don't be surprised if the Steelers are in the AFC Championship. So. What, uh, let's go back to the Chargers. Uh, what grade do you give Herbert there, uh, Fish? I think he had a pretty solid rookie season for what he, the cards he was dealt with this year. Yeah, I think I think I give him a B plus, A minus. I mean, you know, they brought him in. I think he tried to make the most of his opportunities. Um, you know, he had some. I mean, he definitely looks like their guy of the future. I don't, I don't think he did anything to to, to uh, show otherwise. So mm-hmm. I think he was an excellent draft pick for them. Um, you know, he has he's, he has you know poise in the pocket. He can run the ball. He can make some good throws. Big, tall frame. So I think that, again, they've got something to build on there. I don't know that they're sold on their uh, coaching staff over there just yeah, yet. Yeah, so that's be what I was thinking. To see, you know, because they, they made some, again, head-scratching calls throughout the season as well. Head-scratchers. Uh, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah. No, please, go ahead. No, that, that, that's all. I mean, so, I, yeah, I, I, I think he had a solid season. I, I would be a- interjected. I think they're about two years away. It, it, mm-hmm. That is if they can solidify the coaching staff. You made a good point there, uh, Porter. Um, their coaching staff, I think they got They need a couple key guys on the staff. To, and I'm, uh, I'm a huge Anthony Lynn guy. I uh-huh. loved him when he was an assistant for the New York Jets. That's when he came on my radar. Uh-huh. Uh, just loved his style when the Jets were on hard knocks on HBO. And I loved every time the camera was on him and how he coached. So I was really happy when he got a head coaching job. But like I said, there were some head scratchers. And um, sometimes guys aren't just ready for the head coaching. You know, they're great mm. coordinators, but they're not ready for the head coaching. It's, and you really got to think and be on time and understand where you are in a football game. You have to understand situational football, you know, and everybody's not good at that. You know, mm-hmm. you take a guy like uh, uh, Josh, what's his name? The uh, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. You know, this oh. guy is a mm-hmm. great coordinator, you know, um, and he understands situational football, but he's just not good at picking a good football team. Mm-hmm. Then you have guys who like uh, like uh, Anthony Lynn, who doesn't understand situational football, when to call a timeout, when to go for two, uh, what should we do here, things like that. But I think they have uh, – there's a little more surprise to see what they got in Herbert. And I think they're going to go all out this offseason to put a squad around this kid and see what happens. Um, they could possibly be a playoff team next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hey, you mentioned uh, coaching and coordinators and be ready for big time and all that. It's not unlike this show. You know, like uh, <laughs> you know, two of us seem like we're ready. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just leave it there. So I don't know. Oh, don't yeah. talk, talk about Skinner like that. That's wrong. <laughs> Kyler Murray. I'm just going to move on from that one. Kyler well, you know Murray what? got hurt Let, today. Let's say this actually too. Now we we you know this is a lot. You know the beginning of the season here, and we've talked about it a little bit uh, throughout the, the show here. Yeah, you know, this is obviously the final week of the regular season, and football is still going. So, you know, we were wondering if how was it going to work because you know football. I mean, that they were the first league right to yeah. do something and I, well i think well baseball did too but baseball did a playoffs in a bubble type sort of situation right nba right. certainly was excellent in disney world i thought you know with uh right you know maintained a bubble there and they got through the playoffs but you know right. football is you know these guys are still living their lives and out and about and you know it's just a whole other level of discipline and everything like that obviously some guys get, get sick and we we, uh, you know, we did have some impacts to schedule, certainly with the Steelers and some other teams, but nothing was completely knocked out. They, they, they finished the season on time. The playoffs are set to start on time, uh, and they're, they're going to get through this whole thing. So kudos to the NFL and the players and everybody involved in 
being able to simply get through the se- all the way back to Absolutely. letting guys, if you don't want to play, we're not going to force right. you to play. We're not going to penalize you. That was a great move at the, at the onset. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So we've had some. I know, remember like it was yesterday sitting in yeah. your backyard. That's we right. Had more question marks and answers. Yep. Right. And, uh, but you know, here we are too. So yep. <laughs> kudos to reality football. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I would say Kyler Murray got hurt today. The Los Angeles Rams took care of business, and they are in the playoffs, and Arizona's out. But if it was a high ankle sprain, which I think it was for Kyler Murray, he may not have been available for next week. So Mm. uh, Rams are in, Arizona's out, but they are knocking on the door to the playoffs as well with that that organization. I think the Rams could be a very dangerous football team. Uh, we've seen the Rams go in New Orleans and beat the Saints. Um, this team, when they're running on all cylinders, can be very dangerous. Watch out for the Rams. I agree. I agree. Not much else other than that. Arizona, like I said, I think they'll be there next year knocking on the door. Uh, Seattle over San Francisco, 26-23. That was a statement game for San Francisco to say, yeah, we've had a lot of injuries this year, but we're still uh, we're still playing football. And they played pretty well. Seattle's that team uh, of the NFC. Which one is it going to be? Who's going to show up in the playoffs? Yeah. We've talked a lot about Seattle. We talk about them, and then we don't talk about them for two or three weeks, and we say, oh, wait a minute. They're still in the the hunt. So what do you think, Fish? I I don't know. I don't – to me, it's too much on Russell Wilson's shoulders to get through a – a playoff, a significant playoff run. I don't think it's him. I mean, he had some turnovers in a couple of games there that were tough, but uh, I don't know. I just don't, it don't feel like the same Seattle team uh, from a few seasons ago that you just expected them to run through the playoffs. So I think the, you know, to me, it's, you already mentioned it. It's, it's uh, green Bay is the team to beat for me right now. I don't think Seattle does a whole bunch. Yeah, Porter, you said Russell Wilson. As long as they have Russell Wilson, they always have a chance. Right. Are you still stick to that? Uh, absolutely. Well, I thought they were uh, – There was, at no point did I think they were not a playoff team. Um, getting a playoff win is a whole other story. I just think because of uh, the lack of continuity of the defense, um, there's just too many high-powered teams in the offense they've got to have to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. You got Green Bay. um, Every time you blink, you're scoring. You've got Seattle, who's going to, or New Orleans, who's going to be all, all cylinders, uh, come playoff time. And uh, I don't think Seattle is there yet. They're going to get that defense fixed, and they're going to be around for a while because of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, New Orleans over Carolina, not much to talk about there, 33 uh, 7. Well, where, where, where does Carolina go from here? Hmm. I was going to ask you that question, Porter. Where do they go? Is Teddy B the answer? I, I, he's I had love, some really good it. games. I love the guy. I just don't think he's dynamic enough to be a starter in this league or anymore. I don't know if it's because it's the injury, but that wow factor doesn't seem to be there anymore. And uh, I think they're going to have to blow it up in, in Carolina, too, and start all over yeah, they seem stuck in that mid-level team range. Yeah, where they are now, if they if they don't do anything, yeah, you know, like uh, them, Houston, a couple teams like that. They seem stuck in that mid-level for now, you know. Yeah, it's. I was going to ask you that. Now I'm glad you brought that up, Keith. That Carolina is stuck right there in the middle, and Teddy B, man, he's had some really good games this year, and then mm-hmm. he's had. He's had some injuries, but he's had some clunkers too. So it makes you scratch your head and say, is he the answer in Carolina? And I I think I agree with you. I don't think he is. I think they're going to have to find somebody in free agency or through the draft. Uh, We know there's some good quarterbacks coming out this year. I'm not sure where they're at at as far as in the lineup for uh, the draft, but they may have a chance to get somebody, at least get groomed. Uh, the last game before the night game is the Tennessee Titans won it in overtime. Houston came all the way back, tied that game up with a field goal at, at the end of uh, regulation, and then Tennessee kicked a field goal to end it. Um, you talked about them uh, earlier in the show. Uh, they are the team that they could go all the way to the AFC Championship game or 
could be a one and done team. We just yeah. don't know. Well, as great as uh, their defense plays and as great as Tannehill's been, that team goes as far as Derek Henry carries them. Uh, when he's running on all cylinders, 100 or more yards, look out. Congratulations to him, uh, the 2,000 yard mark today. Oh, and, he did that. Okay, great. Yeah, and, and yeah. It, yeah, I think he needed 52 yards, and he did it on a 52 yard run, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also congratulations to uh, Tennessee punching in the division today. So this team is one of those teams who can, no matter who they play, they can control the game with Derek Henry is running and moving the chains and keeping the other team's high-powered offense on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think it. I mean, in prior season, it, it, when they made the championship, it was sort of a surprise. I think if they made the championship this season, to me, wouldn't be a surprise. It'd be something to where you, you, yeah. you could certainly see it, and you know, I don't know if you would expect it necessarily, but uh, they certainly have the talent to to get there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fellas, that is all the scores, and we've got one last game: Washington and Philly tonight. Washington, Washington <laughs> wins. They're in the playoffs. If they lose, Giants are in the playoffs. <laughs> and the Giants win the division, right? Yes. Yep, they win right. the division. I'll, that's I'll the only way right. they win okay. the playoffs. Can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying a couple right weeks now. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Derek Terry, 2,027 yards for the season. Man, so he's one of just a couple of guys to, to do that, right? There's only been like, what, four yeah. or five guys that's ever Not hit a lot. Mark. Yeah. Wow. All right, fellas. So that's all that we got for that. We've got one last segment here before we call it a night, and it's the one we loved, uh, the dude you're tripping segment. So with that, here we are, and let's see if we can do it one last time. This is our segment, best known as Dude, dude You Trippin'. Trippin'. <laughs> oh, almost made it. Keep working on it. Almost made it. So what are these? These are these are notes from our fans out there that contact the show, right? That yes. is correct. Go ahead, Fish. I was to say so. These they, these are comments, questions that we receive. Uh, most people email the show at realityfootball1 at gmail dot com. Uh, we pick up questions directly there or commentary. You can also uh, send comments to our page again, our Facebook page uh, at Reality Football One. So. Thank you for your questions and comments out there. And, you know, you can, you can share your type of comment you want. What do you want to hear more of, see more of? Do you want to see more Winky the Elf on a consistent basis, perhaps? Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, we yeah, feel free to comment. About Keith's chaps. So whatever it is that you have no, on your mind, yeah, talk, talk to the show. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Keith's chaps, okay? <laughs> and there are no Keith's chaps. There are no chaps that belong to Keith. Out there in existence, so I, I think our friend Christavis, uh, friend of show Christavis, may disagree with you on that one. But yeah, that's I'm talking to him. I had to call <laughs> that guy back in anyway. <laughs> our first one, fellas, Brian C. wrote into the show, and he said the AFC division, top to bottom, like this year, will win more games than any other division next year. Quarter a- AFC North is what yeah. he meant. The AFC North will win more games. Top to bottom than any other division in football next year, uh, like you did this year. I'm going to say you, you could be right. I won't. I won't say for sure, but you could be right. Obviously, the NFC West is pretty, pretty powerful. But uh, I believe you might be right. We know the Steelers are going to be there next year. They've got great defensive players, lost some guys, so they're going to be probably better next year. Getting those guys back, make another run. Uh, Cleveland is a bona fide contender now. Baltimore ain't going nowhere no time soon. Uh, they're a young quarterback. And Joe Burrows will be back with a Cincinnati football team that has fought hard all year long, despite their record. And so if they can even become an eight-win team, uh, man, look out for the AFC North. Yeah, I, I mean, I just you look at the division, uh, you know, three playoff teams right there, three out of four playoff teams in that division, right? So that's the the division with the most uh, playoff representation this year, three, you know, 11, 12 win teams uh, right, right there, right? So, yeah, it's hard to say that uh, you're tripping. All right. Yeah, they had, uh, well, you look at that three teams 
double-digit wins. And then, he, like you said, with Cincinnati, they won four games this year, more than they won last year. And depending on what Joey Burrow, when Joe comes back, and what what kind of Joe Burrow we get next year, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Cincinnati because they definitely got their quarterback uh, for now and the future. Let's see what they put around them. Um, yeah, I, they do I, and that's year. the whole thing. Let's see what they put around them. I have never and probably never will like Cincinnati's management. Um, yeah. I don't like the owner, and I hope that they make some changes or do right by Joey Burrow. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, Henry wrote, and he's a San Francisco fan. He's He wrote, if San Francisco can finally escape the injury bug next season, they will be the team to beat in the NFC. Without question. There's there's no other way to put it. Uh, this team is so stacked on defense. This year we have forgotten because of the injury bug, mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID. Um, without question, oh, I'm losing my uh, green screen here. But, yeah, I, I have to totally agree uh, right now that uh, this team will be back when they get their players healthy. I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys oh, are stop still – <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's, it's hard to say you're tripping there. I, I, they have a lot of talent. So, yeah, I, I, they'll be a tough team next year. You know, Henry's actually a friend of mine from the Air Force. So we served together uh, many, many moons ago. Gosh, can you believe that? It's been – 26 years since I got out of active duty, and it's been 30, 29 years since I went into basic training. That's just crazy to think about, but I don't want to get off. It's even crazier to think about that you could have probably actually fit in a plane, but go ahead. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, We were talking, I'm like, I really hope that our... (laughs) I told him I said I hope and that's a, that's a that's a passenger plane <laughs> too, let alone a cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's a cargo plane. <laughs> so, so we know that the the hot, the, the uh, rivalry between San Francisco and Dallas. There's actually a huge rivalry with San Francisco and Seattle as well. Uh, we don't see it too much because we're here on the East Coast, but they 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 don't like each other, and they mm. play twice a year. It's kind of like the Brown Steelers. Browns and the old bang or the Steelers and the old Bengals back in the days when they were slobber knocker games as well. But um, I had I had sent him a message that, oh, boy, I hope our boys can beat the Seahawks today. And he mm-hmm. said, I've never seen a team with so many injuries yeah. still place as well as they did this year. We can't can't be disappointed with the season based on that. And he's wow. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so I hope they get healthy because I would love to see San Francisco be relevant again. You're talking um, about their quarterback, uh, the running game, uh, wide receivers, half the defenses started. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, they've been hit. They've been hit hard. And the last one is Larry. Uh, he wrote, Trevor Lawrence will be a bust in Jacksonville, while Fields will re-resurrect the Jets in New York. That's a, <laughs> that's a tough uh, one. Do you trip it? Uh <laughs> The New York Jets are not going to try and reinvent with uh, a new quarterback right now. Um, I think they've got too much invested in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is not the problem. Uh, You need a coach. You need an offensive line. You need weapons. You need a defense. Um, To go put all your money or your invested to another uh, young quarterback is stupid because you're going to have a new quarterback with no offensive line, no receivers, no running game. It's the same thing. All you're doing is swapping quarterbacks. So address the problem. Address the problem. And then you can see if you need a new quarterback. There's somebody every year, okay? You're already out of the uh, uh, Lawrence sweepstakes who was who's supposed to be, a, a, you know, what do they call him? Uh, uh, unique player, you know, a uh, once generational player. Um, so you're already got an SP stakes, but there's always a uh, once in a generational player here and there. Um, so fix your team, fix your football team, and then you can worry about a quarterback. Yeah, I think uh, the only thing about Trevor Lawrence that appears to be a bust is his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it don't, it don't you fit saw that. Hair. Yeah, it, it looked like my mustache when I was like maybe 13 or 14 years <laughs> old, perhaps. And 
Did you guys yeah. see that clip? Did you see that clip, by the way, that there was someone was on Zoom interviewing him. Someone had a live mic. And no. some, reporter, some, some female reporter's like, hey, Trevor's got to cut that mustache or something like that. He kind of smirked and laughed, and someone went, please mute. So some no, reporter was no. commenting on his mustache. His mustache but it, looks like well, when you're 13 and you're in the mirror seeing if you got uh, <laughs> armpit hair or not. <laughs> yeah, like get rid of that dude. Yeah, but I don't he, know about he, that guy. he he look he's a he's a pure talent though. I mean his 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 whole physique and natural ability, and he wasn't the reason they lost that game to Ohio State either. So it was just a dominating performance on the other side. So he still had a pretty decent game. So I think he'll do just fine in in the NFL so long as they can protect him. Yeah, I, now don't get me wrong. I think Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields is a much more dynamic player than Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I agree I, with that. Without question. But I'm saying if you get one of those guys, you're sure going to have the same issues. So I don't know. It's, it's six on one half, half a dozen on the other. It, however you want to go about it. But right now, I, I would try to fix that football team and, and get somebody to coach up Sam Darnold. Yeah, you know, that, you need a uh, – uh, what's his name from Dallas? Uh, everywhere he goes, he just makes quarterbacks better. What's his name? The offensive coordinator, uh, Herm. Sure. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, North Turner. North Turner. Uh, right, yeah. yeah, you'd like a North Turner, somebody to coach this kid up and see what you got. Well, I think the first thing in, in New York with the Jets is that they, they need a GM. They need a GM that knows football, knows talent, and like you said, start from there and. And uh, put somebody around Darnold and see what they see what their money's worth. Yeah, but absolutely. Until that happens, I don't know. I'm sure they're going to go anywhere. So Freddie Kitchens, there you Freddy go. Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! There you go, baby. Well, yeah. fellas, that is it for week 17 show. Um, we've got an exciting weekend next weekend with the playoffs. Uh, first time they're doing three and three, three on Saturday and three on Sunday. Okay. All playing by themselves. So one at one, one at four, and one at eight. So, well, how about we come back next year, guys? Let's pick our coach of the regular season coach of the year and yep. our players of the year, that type of uh, deal. Okay. And uh, and then talk about the playoffs. So, obviously, the, the number of games to talk about will be limited. And, uh, yeah, we'll have five of the six games in the books by the time we record next yeah. week. So, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, before Go we ahead. close out, guys, any uh, New Year's resolution, Fish? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's an old one, I guess, but you know, with you know, they, I need to get back in better shape. You know, with uh, you know, I have my exercise habits and yeah. eating habits, like many of us, you know, went by the mm-hmm. wayside a little bit with not going to the gym regularly and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, and then you know. The, you know, I, I just normal stuff, I guess, trying to continue to be a good friend and son and mm-hmm. boyfriend and father and all so, that stuff. So, well, you've been yeah. doing great at all that stuff, Skinner. Yeah, I think he was just reading my mind because I was just saying the same thing. Marcy and I uh, got our passes renewed at the local natatorium, which happens mm-hmm. to be walking distance to our new house. So, yeah. Um, I was pretty pretty active during the summer and even in the fall with all with the new house and working outside. But you know, working from home due to COVID, and then when the weather hit, I've been dormant for a couple months now, and it's right. I haven't put on the weight that I had lost prior to uh, the w- weather break. But I certainly have not been doing where I need to be. So that's one of my resolutions. We're gonna get back to the gym and get active again. Uh, and try to get some more of this weight off of me. And like Fish said, I just want to be, uh, you know, work on being a better father than I have been, be a better friend, uh, better. I'm not a husband, but I am a boyfriend to Marcy. They say we're married. We might as well be. We got a house together. We got (laughs) our blended family together. Right. Um, Be a better husband, be a better friend. Um, My goal is to spend more time with my brothers. Uh, especially with my brothers from the show uh, and other friends out there that are uh, near and dear to my heart. I just want to continue to put on the memories uh, to take to the grave with me because pushing 50 this year, I'm, this is my last year in the 40s, so I'm really taking things You're pushing heart. it. I'm dragging it. Come yeah, you, I know you two have already broke that, that threshold, but 
coming up to 50, I want to I want to add to the memory bank. I want to do everything I can to just enjoy life, and that uh, okay. requires some changes. So, well, we obviously we're all looking at each other's list uh, because certainly at the, in the top of my list was uh, my health to get my health uh, as as good as possible um, in the best shape of my life. I got a lot of challenges going on, but I also need to make some changes too. Uh, to help myself, so my health is big. Um, draw closer to to God as I possibly can, and I also want to be involved in more community um, uh, community work. Uh, I don't know what or how, but to be more involved with helping those who can't help themselves. Um, I miss doing community work. Um, the, it became a little bit dormant as a church for me because of health reasons. And uh, I want to get healthy to get back to that. Uh, you know, we used to feed the, the, the homeless on Fridays and, and give out hats and all this other stuff. And uh, it's been a real challenge to me physically. So I definitely want to get back to being able to do something like that. So you mean like uh, now you've done community service as appointed by a judge before. That's different. Well, ah, <laughs> not, not, not that. You mean like I wasn't going to bring that up, but okay. volu volunteering. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I want to volunteer. I don't ah, want to be not court good. appointed. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's nice. And to our fans out there, we all resolve to try to be uh, funnier and more entertaining. Yeah, so we'll we, try we, really hard. You have our commitment there. Absolutely. <laughs> try to continue to improve the show. We should try that. Uh, like we had doing work together. One, two, three, get better. Yeah, get better. Get better yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. Uh, happy pre-playoff week uh, with the NFL. And um, folks, look for some new material and us talking some uh, trash and playoff football next week. Uh, for Reality Football, I'm Skinner. I'm Porterhouse. I'm Fish. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. And listening. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.